always said to myself, how would this go and what would this be like when I decided to do my first solo podcast? Like, I'm so nervous. Like, how do I introduce myself? What will my introduction be like? Those are just thoughts that ran through my mind. But I guess we'll have to cross that bridge when we get there. Because clearly I don't have that part figured out just yet. But for now, I'm CE and I'm very appreciative that you guys decided to take the time out to listen to me share a couple of things with you guys for a couple of minutes. I won't be here long. Or at least that's what my mouth say. But my five minutes usually turn into 10 and my 10 minutes usually turn into 30 and my 30 minutes usually turn into an hour. So let's just see where this goes. Today's subject is altars. Now, this is not going to be a deep dive into altars, but more so a beginner friendly episode. I'm just going to share a couple of quick tips, a couple of quick do's and don'ts, and a couple of quick little pointers or my opinion on altars. Because at the end of the day, it's not about what I share with you. It's not about what anyone shares with you. It's about you and your journey. Always remember that. If you don't remember anything else that I ever say to you, always remember it's about what works for you, your journey, because the only one that can tell you what's beneficial for you and your journey is yourself. So with that being said, let's dive in. So, altar. What is an altar? Well, an altar is defined, depending on who you ask, you'll get a variety of different responses in regards to what an altar space is. If you go to the church, they'll tell you one thing. If you go to African spirituality or someone that does African spirituality, they'll tell you another thing. So needless to say, I'll just sum it up by saying that an altar is a sacred space. It's a place that you establish for yourself to connect, to connect to your spirit team, to connect to your higher self. just to meditate now do you need an altar to be able to connect do you need a sacred space to connect no you don't and I want to make that a thousand percent clear you don't have to have an altar to connect you can connect at any time. You can meditate at any time. You can speak to your team and your higher self at any time. So that's not what I'm saying here. And I want to make that clear. However, having an altar space, a space that you go to, that's sacred to you, 
for me, I think that's the best decision I could have ever made. It wasn't an easy decision, and it definitely took some courage to build up to creating an altar. But after having it for a year now, I wouldn't trade my sacred space for anything in the world. So moving on. Let's talk about some of the important things that you need. Now, this is just the basics. The basics would include, one, your readiness to have an altar space. And not because a million people told you that you should have one. Not because that person over there has one. And not because people are forcing you to get one. But because you yourself feel called to establish and have an altar space. You never want to do anything because people are trying to force you to do it. You never want to do anything because... The person to the left and the right of you are doing it. And they're telling you that that's the way that it should be. You always want to do things on your journey because it's right for you. So the first thing I would suggest is making sure that you are at a place of readiness to establish an altar. The next thing you want to do is you want to do as much research about altars as you can however don't do don't don't take in everything that everybody says because if you're meditating like you should and if you're connecting like you should the first thing you want to do in step two is you want to ask your team you want to ask your higher self what do you need what should you have on your altar and see what comes to you see what you get The third thing will be to establish and find a sacred space for your altar. A sacred space in your home for you to connect. Now, the verdict is still out. Again, everything is debatable. You'll have some people say that they have altars, multiple altars all throughout their home. Some of them will say they have them in their front living room where people, guests can come in and go out. Some people will say that they have them in their bedroom. Some people will say people just have altars wherever. I'm not going to sit here and tell you because some people will say, oh, well, you shouldn't have your altar there. Or, oh, you shouldn't have your altar here. Or, oh, you need to have an altar there. That's not for me to decide. Just like it's not for them to decide. I can share with you some of the things that that it's said that you should not do. Such as having an altar space in your bedroom. But there are a lot of people that do have altar spaces in their bedroom. But in the same breath, there are a lot of people that say that you should not just because of, you know, grown adult things that you may want to do there. 
However, I will share with you for me, when I was living in my apartment before I moved in my house, my first or my altar space was in my bedroom in my closet. I mean, that was the only space that the only biggest, largest sacred space that I had within my home. And that's another thing you have to do. You have to do what fits in your budget and you have to do and create your altar within the space and the surroundings that you have. Don't stress yourself out behind this because it shouldn't be a stressful thing. Don't try to do what you cannot do and don't try to appease others because your connection with self and your connection to spirit is just that, yours. So my closet was what I had to work with and that's what I did and I don't don't regret it at all. So... That's what you have to do. Find the sacred space that speaks to you. That you have available. Once you have done that and you've cleaned and saged and, you know, did everything to make that space completely sacred. The next thing you'll have to do is you'll have to get the basic essentials. Because everybody's altar is different. Everybody believes that certain things should go on the altar and should not go on the altar. That you should do this and you should do that. So I'm not even going to, you know, go down that that path of trying to tell you what you should and you should not do. Again, I'm just here to give you the basics. On everybody's altar, there should be Some people would say, hey, you should have a wood table. You should get a wood table and it has to be that it has to come from nature. People are selling wood tables for three and four and five hundred dollars. Little small little baby tables. But what if you can't afford that? So that's not what I'm going to do. Now, you may listen to somebody else and they may tell you something different, but that's that's not what I'm going to do because that's not even what I did. So you need to establish what your budget can afford because it's all about the intention and it's all about the connection. And best believe your spirit team and your higher self, they know what you can and you cannot do. They know what you can afford and what you cannot afford. If you can afford a a wooden table, if you can afford to go to find nature wood, then by all means, yes, I think you should do that. But at the end of the day, if all you can afford is a wood, uh, the little wood, um, I don't need, not the wood, but the little plastic, little slide-in things, or even a cardboard box. If that's all that you have available to you, and that's all that you can afford, but your intention is to connect, and that's what you have to use for now, I'm not going to be the one to tell you not to. But me, myself, personally, I started out with a, I purchased a wood table and it wasn't even it's not all wood 
And it's not expensive wood either. I can't even tell you if it came from nature or not. But, and it was a cheap table. However, it gets the job done. It was what I could afford. So I got a little $10 table a year ago to date, to this day. And I purchased a white cloth. I purchased a glass. Not because I didn't have glass in my home, but I wanted something just for them. So I went to the dollar store. All of the things that I'm naming, you can get from the dollar store, not the table. You probably won't find a table in the dollar store, but... Or you can get, if you got a roses in your area, I'm not sure. But if you have a roses in your area, that's a good place too. Amazon. So I got my table. I got my tablecloth, which needs to be white. So find you a white tablecloth that will fit on your table. Find you a glass to hold the water that needs to go on the table. An incense holder to to hold the incense that need to go on the table. Because again, you will need to have representation of all of the elements. Water, fire, air, earth. Then comes to representation of those that, those ancestors that you want to put on your altar. If you're doing an ancestor altar. Now, when it comes to the four elements, water, which when you put the water in your glass, that'll represent the water. Incense represent air. Crystals can represent earth. Soil can represent like dirt. And soil can represent earth. And then you have fire. Which can be representation by your candle flame. Now, there are a variety of different ways that you can do this. As far as what things you choose to represent the elements. There's more than one way to represent an element. So, first things first. You clean the table. You wipe it down. You can get you some Florida water. Florida water is a is a really cheap alternative. It's you know if you live in a New York area, you got the bodegas. If you don't, you can get it from Amazon. They're even selling it in Walmart now. And you wipe the table down really well. Every part of the table, all of it. You sage it. You polisanto it, or whatever. Use whatever protective cleaning elements that you have 
Then you take your white tablecloth and you also sage and palo santo that as well. And you place it on your table. Once you have those two steps done and you've placed your table with the tablecloth in the location in your sacred space or in the area that you chose to use and have where your altar will be, then you go and you start to prepare your altar. You start to set up your altar in the way that you want to set it up. The main important thing is you must have the elements, representation of the elements there. You have to have the water, the fire, the air, and earth that must be present on your altar. Now, as I said, the best thing and most easiest thing to represent air, I mean, yes, you could do sage or um, Palo Santo, but it burns out too quick. So I would recommend the easiest thing to do is just have an incense and an incense holder. You can get an incense holder from the dollar store. You can even get incense from the dollar store. Now, you don't want to get any random type of incense. You can get frankincense, some say jasmine, um, lavender. Those are just a couple. So you place your incense holder with holding your incense there. You have a white candle. I've heard that you could burn tea light candles. I don't burn tea light candles. I have I have a a, um, a white candle that you also can get from the dollar store. A very tall candle. Only one dollar. You clean the candle off. You can wipe that down as well with Florida water. You can sage it in Palo Santo it as well before you put all of these things. You want to clean them before you put them there on your altar so you have your representation for the air you have your representation for the fire now you also want to have your representation for earth now some people put dirt some people put soil some people put plants and some people put crystals it's, a de- it's debatable should you put crystals or you should not put crystals on there depending on who you talk to but I for myself I use crystals I also have a plant on my altar but they both represent earth then you want to go to having water that is why you're going to have your cup and your cup you always want to keep fresh water It doesn't have to be expensive water, but it always has to be fresh, good spring water. The kind of water that you would drink. So it's very important to always have a nice glass there. Don't get no big old gigantic cup. Just a nice little, um, you can use a wine glass if you want. You can use a little whiskey cup if you want. Um, but just a nice little cute glass and it's always full with water fresh water that's very important and it also covers your water element so those are the basic essentials that you need on the altar that's the basic setup that's just the basic no matter what altar you do that's the basic setup of what you should have there 
So we covered the table, we covered the white tablecloth, and we covered the four elements. I gave you alternative suggestions of what you could and could not do, and I even throwed in a couple of places of where you could get some of these things from. So moving past that, the next thing, well, who do you want to put on your altar? When you decide who you want to put on your altar, because everybody shouldn't go. Yes, you have a lot of ancestors. There might have been a lot of people you might have dealt with here that were here and now they're no longer here. Does that mean you need to put them on your altar? No. You should be very careful in particular of who you put on your altar. But once you decide it, once you, your higher self and your team have decided who should be on your altar and you, you know, you're at a place where you know that if you have pictures to represent those that you want to put on your altar, that is the time that you put them there. Now, when you're putting those pictures there, you want to make sure that nobody else, especially if they're living is in those pictures only representing that particular person or people that you want on your altar that have passed don't put any pictures with people that maybe your grandma passed and your grandma's in the picture with your grandma and your mom but your mom's still alive no that's not the right picture Mm -mm. and if you don't happen to have any pictures then you can you can have a piece of paper and you can write their names down if you are aware of them You can even write a sweet little message about how you would like to connect with them. Now, if you have a situation where you don't even know who you want to connect with, who you should connect with, because you don't know any members of your family, then that is a time where you should say something similar to the effect, or you should write something similar to the effect that I would like to connect or establish a connection with those with my ancestors and my guys who love me unconditionally only those that are that are here only for my greatest and highest good to help and guide me on my journey this particular lifetime something similar to that you can research further to find more it's very important that you only want to connect with those that love you and that are here to support you and help you in the most positive way on your journey. So once you've done that and you've established that on your altar, then at that point, you can start to, at this point is where Anything else that you put on your altar or you do is solely because you want to do it. That is where everything differs. You have some people that believe you should offer ancestor money. That is a key essential. You got some people that believe you shouldn't have to put ancestor money and that ancestors don't like ancestor money. You got some people that believe that you should put libations which are different variations of alcohol on there for your ancestors. You have others that believe you don't need to put libations or alcohol on your altar. This is where it gets to the, the reason for me saying all of that is because this is where we get to the place of it's an individual thing. You have to see what your ancestors 
and or guys may want and need from you. That's something that when you're connecting, you have to ask and see. For me, have I burned ancestor money on my altar before? Occasionally. Is it a habit? No. Do I feel that I have to or I need to? No. But for my team, they don't require or or ask that because it's not even a requirement, to be honest. But they don't ask that. Do I put alcohol on my altar? Sometimes. And that's just as of late. In the beginning, the whole year I've had it, I have not. I offer offerings to my ancestors and my team because I want to thank them for the ways in which they have helped me, not because it's a demand and not because it's a requirement, but I do that out of the kindness of my heart and I don't do it all the time. I do, however, keep their water fresh all the time. It's a place of connection is my point and... In the very beginning, when I first decided to establish an altar, it was because of my grandma. You know the only thing that my grandma asked me for? Just find a piece of jewelry that she had and put it on there. Just put a piece of her jewelry on the altar. That was all that she said. So don't get caught up. I say all of that to say don't get caught up in the hype of what Everybody tells you that you need and what you should do and you should not do. If you're doing this this way, then that's wrong. If you're doing it that way, then that's wrong. You're not doing... Like, don't get caught up in any of that. Get caught up in focusing on your connection with your team and with your journey. And doing what is beneficial and important to you. Once you have established what you want to put on the altar and you've done the key fundamental things, then at that point, that is where you are now at a place to where you want to go and establish connection. Now, this part is debatable too. Some say that you have to go and you have to get um, clean. I always think you should be. Now, my personal tip is that you should always be clean when you go in there to connect. The verdict is still out on whether you should wear white or not wear white. It's a matter of choice. A lot of people will say you should wear white, but a lot of people will also say you should burn ancestor money. So, You have to determine what works and what's beneficial for you. When I go to my altar space, I don't always wear white. And I don't always look my best either. But there have been times where I have wore white. But once you decide for yourself, and you are at a place of readiness, then you go into that sacred space. You sage it and you polish onto it real well to always make sure that the energy is pure and full with unconditional love. You speak protections over yourself. And the most simplest one is to say, I'm surrounded and covered. Even so much as in a bubble of unconditional love. Love is all around me. And if you still believe in the whole notion of you can say divine light, you can say divine light too. 
And then, whether you're sitting on the floor, whether you're sitting in the chair, when you're ready and you've put your intentions out, until your altar, you've put your intentions out into the universe of how you want to connect and what you what you would like to get out of this connection and you're ready you light that candle and just sit there silently and try to connect and the first time it might seem a little weird And the second time, it'll get a little bit more comfortable. And the third time, it'll get a little bit more better. And the fourth time, you'll find your way. And the sixth time, you'll get into the swing of things. And the seventh time, you might even be a pro. And y'all might be having a full-blown conversation. And as time goes on, and you continue to go there, and you continue to connect... You'll notice that your connection is so strong. You'll just know what to do. It won't matter what Peter, Paul, and Sally are telling you to do and how you should do this and how you should do that. You won't even need Peter, Paul, and Sally because you'll have that strong connection with yourself to where anything you need to know, your team will tell you. Anything that needs to happen or should happen, any mistakes that you may have made or have done wrong, They'll tell you how to correct it. So I know that this wasn't the most detailed, broke down, or breakdown version of how to do this. But I do hope that you found something beneficial in the things that I've said. I was a little bit nervous with making this this video or this podcast. So I'm sure you'll be able to tell that. And I know as time goes on, it'll get better. But this is like my fifth time recording it. The first three times, I sounded way better in it. But my son kept coming in. So I'm running out of time to record. 